Welcome back to the Data Bliss Podcast, everybody. I'm Noel. And I'm Brendan. Uh, we are coming to you today with WTF, or also known as What the Fuck Wednesday. Um, little Hell idea yeah. that Brendan had, where we're just going to talk about different stuff going around the sports world. Might bring up some NBA. Um, I know that our core interests, or at least my core interests, are NFL, NBA, um, and college football. So I really don't venture out too much beyond that brendan what are you you know most interested in bringing into today's episode or you know future what the fuck wednesdays i mean personally i follow most major sports like um, obviously nfl nba college football as well but then i also follow a lot of golf and baseball because i played baseball myself so um i love baseball i love playing golf so those are probably my two other ones that i like to talk about and read about yeah that's i'm trying to get more into golf uh i've always thought golf is definitely something that is underappreciated for me um you know it feels like those tournaments are pretty legendary a lot of the time and then baseball for me is just too much but if you want to ask baseball questions i can doesn't i don't know count as an answer for those and then you can just tell everybody what you want to think (laughs) fair enough all right, so I think loose structure for today's episode, first What the Fuck Wednesday, is going to be some NFL news recap, uh, always kind of the most important thing that we go over um, every time, and then I think we're going to ask a few of those What the Fuck Wednesday questions, um, you know, a few apiece, and, and see where that takes us around the sports world. And then we can jump into some listener FAQs that uh, were asked to us. Sounds like a plan. All right. Um, So first piece of news here, and I think it's kind of the only piece of news. Uh, Actually, no, there there are a couple. Um, It feels, I think we got some news about the Lions offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, uh, he will not be going to the Commanders. Um, it's kind of a, a no news, but tough for them. Um, what's your take on that? You got to ask it with the frame. What's that? You got to ask it. What the fuck is up with that? Oh, what the fuck is up with that? I don't <laughs> even know if you're doing that. It's it's the news. Like, are we are we doing what the fuck on the news? Uh. It's interesting, though. Um, I think we all thought he was leaving, and I think we were talking in the podcast like he was going to leave. Um, I see that Amon Ra said that he has unfinished business um, yeah. as their as their OC. So that's kind of cool. It's kind of badass. Um, kind of fits that whole Lions culture narrative. Um, but yeah, I, I think we both thought he was going to take the job, and I'm happy for the Lions that he didn't. Yeah, I'm definitely happy for the Lions as well. It feels like their offense hasn't even topped out yet. I think we've discussed the Lions wide receiver two problems and what that is going to end up looking like enough. But, you know, you get another year of experience under Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Jared Goff isn't going to regress anytime soon, especially with his play style. Then Amon Ross hopefully going to continue to be amazing. And then you got Jameson Williams. Um, and hopefully he might be able to develop into something. So it's a lot of tools for Ben Johnson to work with over in Detroit. Um, and honestly, I think it was the right decision for him. Yeah, it kind of looks like nobody wants the Washington job, um, which is interesting because I feel like you wouldn't want like the Titans job, and that got snatched up pretty quick. Yeah, I don't know what to think of that. I mean... I personally would rather the Titans or the Seahawks over Washington. It just feels like Washington is one of those franchises that really has struggled recently. And I know that they should be shifting into a different gear, but I kind of feel like that first guy that goes to Washington is going to be a scapegoat um, as they dive a little bit into this rebuild. Um, What's your take on that? Yeah, that's probably realistically what's going to happen. Um, it's probably why Bill and why Vrabel have not even considered the job. Um, mm-hmm. 
I guess probably saying Tennessee was a less desirable destination is not accurate, but maybe the Panthers or the Falcons, I guess. Um, and those got snatched up quick, but uh, yeah, I guess I see what you're saying that Washington is clearly going into a rebuild now, which is why I was kind of like, I don't know why they would get rid of Ron Vera immediately. I guess. Yeah. Just let him suck. Yeah. I guess the only reason would be that they're probably going to be picking a quarterback, um, which is pretty obvious at that number two pick. So I guess that's why they want to build some rapport between, uh, coach and the quarterback that's my only thought there yeah i could see you know potentially Vrabel being there for a really long time if they wanted to do that um you know have like a tomlin situation where they stick with them through uh thick and thin but anybody that's going to be more of a speculative head coach hire is probably going to be out of there within two years and you know, for some guys, that's the dream job. Get paid to sit on the couch or, you know, drive the kids to school. But for other guys, <laughs> they want to make a lasting legacy in the league, and I don't think the commanders are the place to do that. Yeah, definitely not. Um, but who knows? You know, there's a few coaches across the NFL that we kind of thought that was the case when they started. And, you know, sometimes it works out. But I don't know. I feel like if you're a coordinator on – pretty much any i guess any team if you get an interview for a head coach like why not i mean i was thinking about it in terms of like mike Vrabel. like he went to a a team that had ryan Tannehill as the quarterback i mean that's not exactly the most desirable thing in the world but he made it work Mm -hmm. got the job done proved that he could coach and now he's uh at least we thought a top head coaching candidate um so i think if you're a coordinator, why wouldn't you want to take the job if it could prove yourself as a head coach? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Just when their roster is so clearly lacking in star power, quarterback, and so many holes all over the place and kind of starting the process of rebuilding it, but not even halfway there, it is. it would be tough to pull it off. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, so I guess, I guess I got the next question for you. Um, I'm hoping you saw the kind of the video that came from the Kelsey podcast about the whole skirmish situation thing with Justin Tucker. Um, so what the fuck is up with that? What do you think about what he had to say? Uh, I honestly didn't see that. So he kind of he kind of said that Justin Tucker (laughs) was poking the bear by like trying to put his stuff close to Mahomes and try to interfere a little bit with like the quarterbacks warming up. I think that's so dumb. Like, at least when you kind of saw the video, it looked like Kelsey like kicked Tucker's helmet out of the way. Sure, whatever. Like if it's in his way, but there's. It's probably a more diplomatic way to handle that at the end of the day. But also, I kind of don't care about the entire situation. Um, Like, let the boys practice. Let the boys not practice. Be in the competitive spirit. Um, Just don't, I don't know. Don't complain about it, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Well, these are the rich boys. So, they got something to complain about always. That's true. So... I don't know. I just thought it was interesting how he kind of defended it instead of just letting it go. Yeah. I think maybe there's an argument to be made that the Chiefs don't want to be the bad boys uh, of the Super Bowl. Maybe, you know, Kelsey's hoping that some of those T-Swift fans hang around and support them over the 49ers or I don't know. I don't think anybody wants to be hated, and it seems like the Chiefs are getting there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that happens with every team that's good. Um, Everybody hated the Yankees for a while, and now nobody seems to care. Um, Everybody hated the Patriots. Everybody hates the Chiefs now. Everybody hated the Dodgers, or probably still do. Um, But it's just because these teams win at the end of the day, and... You know, there's other teams that you hate just because you got a whole bunch of assholes on their team, but 
I don't think that's the case here. I think it's just a competitive thing between fan bases. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, we did miss one more point of news, if you don't mind me jumping back into that. Well, I was letting you save it. All right, all right. We <laughs> mixed in, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. What the fuck is going on Wednesday? Um <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is going on with the Packers? It looks like they got a new defensive coordinator. We got a new defensive coordinator. Um, my first team that I was actually a fan of growing up was like Boston College over anything. My family used to go to like all those games. So uh was there for like the Matt Ryan days and all that. So it looks like their head coach, Jeff Halfley, is going to head over. Um, he has some previous NFL experience um, as a defensive back coach. And then I believe he spent a year or two with uh, Ohio State in 2019. He was kind of DB coach, co-defensive coordinator, and really made them kind of a force to be reckoned with. They were fourth in points allowed, first in total defense, first in pass defense, and eighth in rush defense. Struggled a little bit as a head coach. Um I believe and I hope that's because he wasn't calling the defensive plays, first of all. Second of all, because BC's recruiting classes aren't really going to be able to keep up with some of those bigger uh, guys in the ACC, like Clemson, Florida State, even NC State. I'm probably missing a couple others because the ACC is so forgettable for me. But uh, yeah, I'm definitely excited, and I think it was a great hire. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion you don't really know what you're getting i feel like um obviously he's had i guess a pretty good track record from what you just said um and yeah bc does definitely does not pull in recruits like these other schools um there's a little more of a academic requirement to go to a school that has not been competitive in the same way that some of these other acc schools with an academic requirement um have have been in terms of like north carolina and basketball and um a lot of the other schools in football like florida state you're not going to beat out you're not going to get out like you're not going to get these guys um to not commit to clemson even syracuse really so yeah like it's it's hard to say um what you're getting i guess but in terms of what he's been able to do with the bc program because they haven't been able to get guys the same way that you know another school could um bc has been you know okay and for a while they were not okay so yeah i think they won or they made it to three bowls in a row for the first time in a pretty long time yeah so that's that's significant for bc so yeah i mean it's obviously an upgrade for him going to the highest level possible um i mean he kind of already is being in the acc but i mean he's not performing at the highest level there so i guess you'll see what you get um i feel like your coach is not going to hire somebody that is going to be garbage, you know? Yeah, I, I hope so. And it feels like Matt LaFleur was also kind of one of these hires. Uh, so, so too was kind of Joe Barry, but um, where he had some success uh, came from, you know, being surrounded by great, uh, I don't know, for Matt LaFleur, it was great other coaches and came from that coaching tree. Um for our new guy, it kind of feels like he's been involved in some of the big leagues of defenses, NFL, college. He's proven himself. Um, he's taken over a lot of responsibility, and it feels like this is kind of one of the next logical steps for his career, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Definitely logical. <laughs> it's a big upgrade. So, what is your vibe on the Packers? Um I'll let you kind of answer it as the unbiased observer. Uh, you know, we did talk about Jair Alexander. You know, the, I don't even know what to call it. The goodbye message. The <laughs> I don't I don't know the tone behind that, and it's even more confusing now. Uh, the Packers have three safeties: um, Keyshawn Nixon, um, Darnell Savage, I believe, one other person are heading into free agency. Um, it's going to be a tough year for that secondary. 
feels like maybe they got a coach oriented that way. Wrestler defense, solid-ish, but I don't know. What's your vibe? They definitely need to rebuild that secondary. Um, they need to keep at least one of those guys because they already got rid of Rasul Douglas to the Bills midseason. Um, mm. And I think you're lying to yourself if you think that message doesn't mean that Jair Alexander is gone. <laughs> Whether or not I, I think he is, the team decides. I'm very much hoping he's not. Yes, and I can tell. But he's gone. Face the truth. Okay. Right. <laughs> so Damn, they need man. to re Kill they need dreams. to rebuild. <laughs> they need to rebuild that secondary at the end of the day, um, because we know what their offense is capable of, and the defense has to follow suit in order to compete, as we've seen through these playoffs. Yeah. Um, so the Packers have five picks through the first three rounds of the draft this year. I. Th- think that we could get i mean it's going to be tough if that hole opens up in the quarterback space where we're going to need to find you know one uh you know first quarterback and then maybe two safeties it's just maybe all those assets are going towards the defensive backs um are there any other holes on the packers you want to see potentially filled with you know let's call it the other two picks or whatever it ends up being i mean i think they could definitely do something with the offensive line um, and maybe like adding one guy on the D line. But otherwise it's mostly a focus in the secondary for me. Yeah. I think uh, maybe running back. I think we get another solid year out of Aaron Jones and he really showed like he wasn't done yet. Kind of took this year off. No offense to Aaron Jones. He was injured kind of the whole time, though. Um, I think he bounces back next year. We maybe get a year or two out of him. Yeah, I I don't think you need to make an immediate upgrade there. I think with Jordan Love, um, it's gonna it's the if it's a franchise quarterback like a top tier franchise quarterback with how we've been talking about him, um, maybe like not top five, but you know definitely top ten. Um, if he's in that category and potentially could be a winning quarterback, then he doesn't really need a running back the same way that like Brock Purdy needs a running back. I'm letting that silence kind of hit there for those of you that (laughs) heard that Brock Purdy was in the MVP conversation this year. Yeah. Sounds like Jordan Love should be there as well, according to you. No, he's not there. I'm just kidding. I know. I know that. <laughs> Maybe that's next year, but you won uh, nine games. Relax. MVP Jordan Love. You guys heard it here first. Could do it eventually. Uh, yeah, I mean, with everything that we saw in the postseason, it feels like he has everything to put that together. And especially if he's spreading the ball out the same way that he was, there's not going to be any like Tua Tyreek argument. Um, it really did feel like the offense ran through him and was ran by him. 100%. Because the way he spread the ball around and, you know, didn't rely on one guy, whether that's the running back or the receivers, yeah, he has the tools. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got anything else that you want to potentially discuss, you know, surrounding the Packers or other coaching changes or news before we go back into the what the fucks? Um, so I guess the other um, piece of news in the NFL today is that the Seahawks picked up the Ravens DC. Um, McDonald, he obviously was really good this year. Their defense was awesome. It's most of the reason they killed a ton of teams this year. Um, I think it's a pretty solid hire, but obviously this day and age, you know, questionable with the DC as your offensive court mm-hmm. or as your head coach. Yeah, I like it. Uh, from, you know, a net win perspective, but from a fantasy perspective, there are questions now around DK Metcalf, around JSN, maybe Kenneth Walker, um, and Zach Charbonnet, and 
and seeing what ends up happening there. I know that I personally wasn't super high on their offense this year or going into next year. Um, especially if they run it back with Geno Smith, it feels like he struggled a little bit, kind of picked it up towards the end of the season. I think honestly, it's hard to tell. Um, (laughs) but I don't know. It does feel like a team that has historically had a great defense and has relied on that. And I kind of like them going back to that identity. Yeah, I do like the idea of that identity as well. I just don't know if it works you know, with the new modern fast-paced NFL. That's a that's a real question that we could break down in an entire podcast, and I guess that's what What the Fuck Wednesday is even for. But <laughs> is the defensive coordinator head coach dead? I think partially because you have D'Amico Ryans as Texans, and he was great. So it's not in all cases, but it seems like it's more likely that that type of coach doesn't work. Let me refine it. Is the defensive coordinator head coach dead without a star quarterback? Yes. And is it the right way to go when you have a star quarterback? I think it is. Maybe yes. It's an interesting kind of realization there. I'm not going to lie. Oh, it's something I, I think about really all, all the time. This, about... <laughs> oh, this is like okay. an internal you th- thought. You think about this all the time every day. You go <laughs> on a little walk and you're like, huh. So the defensive coordinator head coach dead in the NFL? Yeah, kind of. I'm like, shit, how do I tie <laughs> my shoes? <laughs> Still got the Velcros. Um, but look at like Tom Brady, like best quarterback ever right bill belichick like there has to be something to that working out for so long the way it did um the defense always just did enough you know yeah i mean i'm a huge advocate that brady was propped up by the system around him and then eventually he got good enough on his own to win without a top 10 defense but you know the first 10 years of his career was all supported by tons of defensive, you know, su- uh, success and support. Um, but that's my point is you say that it's, he was propped up by the system, but what's the system? Having a good defense and dinking and dunking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> his first half of his career, he was not throwing the ball further than 15 yards down the field. Other than yeah, you know, I think the that's why I hate him. Or I don't actually hate <laughs> Tom Brady anymore. I got over that when I like turned eighteen, like a a real person. Um, but <laughs> I don't respect him as much as I respect somebody like Patrick Mahomes or something like that. Because I do feel like his success wasn't as much, you know, his own and. But the consistency of it is completely undeniable. Uh, completely undeniable. He uh, he was always there when you needed him in a big moment. Yeah, and that's all that mattered, you know. Quarterback's supposed to win you the game, and he did that. And I think part of that is aided by the defense. It has to be because they have to keep you in the game. So yeah, I mean, absolutely. So yeah, yeah if you a... have a if you have a star quarterback and you know that for a fact, then yeah, just go give them some weapons and then focus on the defense. I like that. So here's a question and somebody that breaks that mold. Do you Mike have somebody? McDaniel. Mike McDaniel? And Tua. Do you think it's, it breaks the mold? Because Tua is more of a game manager. Mike McDaniel's more of an offensive coach, in my opinion. Well, obviously. So does that... I don't know. I guess that doesn't totally break the mold. No, their defense wasn't great. Yeah, their defense wasn't great, and their offense kind of carried them through. And I know know they had a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but still, 
Um, even when they were healthy, they weren't that amazing. Um, but the offense was awesome. Yeah. But that kind of just goes back to the same ideas like Dak Prescott too, where it's like, if you don't blow these guys out, like there's a 50, 50 chance you're going to lose this game. Yeah. So, okay. Then how important would you say, I know that we're going off on a tangent here, but who really cares? How important is the defensive coordinator when you have a star quarterback compared to like not? Because I feel like it's more important when you have a star quarterback by like a lot because it gets them over the hump in those playoff games, you know, otherwise who cares? Like what's the defense for in the, in the regular season? No offense to all defensive players out there, but like nothing. It's for making games less fun. Um, but <laughs> that's the dumbest shit you've ever said. When you get to the postseason, defense is about you know making sure that you can actually win the game versus like who really cares in the regular season. Because it keeps you in games, so that teams like Miami don't come in and put fifty on you. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't There's know. so many games. This. Like, well, like look for example at. Um, like the Eagles schedule this year, like the teams that they could not defend against just blew them out. And the teams that had crap offenses, except for the jets, they beat. Yeah. So I guess that I'm going to keep my eye on that next season and we'll see how it ends up turning out. But it's definitely something in like a school of thought to consider. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's just about all the NFL news that there is. Um, there's actually yes. been a lot. There's a lot going on in the NBA world. Here we go, everybody. We told you that some NBA talk would be coming. What you got? So obviously, we had last week Luca and Embiid both went for seventy plus points. Yeah, that was insane. And Cat went for sixty. Three, it's crazy. I mean, he was just shooting threes, but he still scored them. Dude, you're not allowed to touch anybody in the NBA anymore. <laughs> okay, Dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I do get. I mean, we're both Celtics fans, and I guess something to talk about is I get personally upset with Tatum when he always complains for a call. It's just like, dude. Play the game, you're good enough to not need every call. But then at the same yeah. time, you have somebody like Embiid or you know, Harden was doing it for years, or it's like Dude, LeBron going does for it the too. Foul. LeBron yeah, does LeBron it too. Kinda. I don't know. LeBron's my goat though. Yeah, but it's part of the game. Um I'd say that I don't know. It's with the Celtics, they definitely complain a lot, that's for sure. He complains so much. It's like they like makes me not want to watch the games. It's like we're seriously gonna sit here and you're gonna waste ten minutes and get you know Jason Tatum's gonna get a technical foul, like pretty frequently, just complaining about a call or a no call. Like come yeah. on, dude. Yeah, keep keep it moving. <laughs> All right, I got the power rankings up in front of me. Uh, do you have any futures on NBA titles? I have not placed any, no. Um, if I had to place it, obviously I'm rolling with the Celtics just because I have to. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? I think if everybody's healthy, it's it's a tough team to beat. I, absolutely. I'm very concerned about Chris Tops and how healthy he will stay for the rest of the year. He hasn't, you know, been... Healthy. All that there. And then <laughs> Derek White's consistency is also something that, and Jalen Brown's consistency are, are things that kind of concern me, but I feel like those are working themselves out this season. Yeah. I I wasn't super happy just to like preface this tangent. Um, I wasn't super happy with Jalen Brown being extended, to be honest. I kind of wanted the right, trade. Right, 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 right. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> Before you get too deep into that, <laughs> what was the alternative? Yeah, trade him. 
trade somebody with one year left on their contract so that somebody else can extend him. What are you going to get back know. for Jalen Brown? Not somebody as good as Jalen Brown. I know. That's the issue. It's that you can't get you can't trade Jalen Brown for, you know, Jamal Murray. I don't know why he's the first person that came to my head. It just feels like like they keep throwing salt on the wound, you know? Yeah. I don't necessarily think that Jalen Brown is a max contract player, but the market and the availability of players and the role that he fits into in our team made it so that that was the correct decision. Yeah. They had to max him out. Um, but kind of like, I don't know. He's, he's a tough player because obviously he can't dribble with his left hand. That's an issue. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, his consistency with his three point shots is one of the biggest alarming things for me as your number two scorer. Like you got to be able to consistently make shots. Um, Mm -hmm. but in terms of my future though, like I do like the Celtics because if they are healthy, then yeah, I think they'll just roll. I think so. Um, they have been this year. There are a couple other teams that have popped up on my radar, but the Celtics do feel like they, I mean, and I don't even know if this is much of an argument, but have the best starting five in football. Football? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> In basketball. Yeah, they definitely Um, have the best starting five, I think. I took a... On June 21st of last year. (laughs) So I was a little bit of a junkie with my futures (laughs) this year. (laughs) I made two bets. Investments. Two investments. (laughs) One of them... Is at the top of the LA Clippers power rankings. Or, or shit. What do I keep doing this? The NBA power rankings right now. It's the LA Clippers. Um, They're 13-2 and two since Christmas. And their two losses have only come by a combined seven points. And they beat us, Boston, by 19 the other day. Uh... I paid three bucks because it's like I'm not gonna pay more than three bucks because I'm not a junkie gambler yet. Uh, even though I placed these on two twenty first to win fifty seven, so that's plus eighteen hundred odds, which is pretty ridiculous. I also yeah. placed the Phoenix Suns plus six fifty, and I don't like that one as much. But you know, the Clippers. I think I don't know when exactly like what made me do this, but I think it was just like, Hey, healthy Paul George, healthy Kawhi Leonard, easy competitor every single time. Yeah. It's, it's just the Clippers though. It feels like they've always had absolute studs on their team and they can't get it done. Um, Literally the chargers. Yeah, pretty much, which sucks. They're both in the same city. Um, <laughs> so, and then that, that was kind of the Dodgers too at one point, but um, I don't know. I just, I can't believe in a team that has like modern day Russell Westbrook and James Harden. It's in like Kawhi and Paul George. That's just a crazy team. If you told me that, 10 years ago, I would have been like, what are you talking about? That's crazy. (laughs) But now I'm just like, I don't know. They got, you know, really, really good players at all positions, but they kind of seem like the lower end of those positions. Um, Turnover prone guys. And we know that turnovers kill in the playoffs. So I guess we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, like theoretically, they're a worse version of the Celtics with more depth. But we'll see how that ends up being. Uh, what about the Thunder? Have you seen? Thunder is sick. Uh, any, yeah, what happened? And don't they have like, they still have like a hundred first round picks over the next four or five years? Yeah, something like that. But their team is so young. And yeah, 
SGA they, they kind of broke the league. Nasty. Yeah, I, it's crazy. Um, they just hit on like every fucking draft pick. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, they had Lou Dort, uh, a bunch of other guys previously. They have been insane in the draft, to say the least. Uh, it's really impressive stuff. Yeah, I think they could be good. I just don't know if the experience is there to win a title this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a fair take. I, it's absolutely not, and they definitely won't. But we're going to be talking about the Thunder in three years like they were, you know, 2016 Golden State. We're going to well, need to cancel say, the league. Well, I was going to say, hopefully it's not a repeat of Harden, Westbrook, and KD all on the same team there. Oh, it could. Could be. Everybody just says peace. (laughs) I don't know. It feels like some of the guys that are there are actually happy being there, and they're going to be able to keep some of their stars. They're in Oklahoma. They're not that happy. Yeah, but Oklahoma is allegedly building the uh, tallest building in um, America. That just seems like a bad idea. It's going to blow over. Yeah, there's going to be a freaking tornado that goes through it. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but I don't know. Good for Oklahoma. They've always <laughs> stepped it up. I know that they, they like built the deer. I lived in Milwaukee for a year. They built the deer district before the deer district was like a thing. So they have their stadium surrounded by like bars and stuff like that. Apparently it's super cool. I think it got shut down after like a shooting. Uh, but I could be completely wrong and just maybe that's what they talked about in Milwaukee. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, good for Oklahoma. Tallest building. Yeah, it's huge. Absolute <laughs> dub for Oklahoma. I think they should put the court on top of that building. <laughs> just playing it like elevation. They have the same advantage as Denver, but because their buildings in a sky or their courts in a skyscraper. That's ridiculous. It'd be sweet. Um, all right. Anything else that you want to go over with the NBA before um, we get into our FAQs? Yeah. So, thought there was one more thing. Um, so Embiid's knee is messed up. I was gonna mention this to you. I forgot about it until right now. He's going to miss that 65 game limit for MVP. I don't know. Is he really even in the discussion though? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. It just kind of feels. He's scoring 35 points a game, dude. All right. So it felt, it sounds like Embiid's in that conversation. Um, my NBA knowledge is kind of at its lowest right now. I usually get into the season like early on and then around the NFL playoffs. I'm just like, I can't, I can't do both. It's impossible. I know some people do it. A lot of people <laughs> do it. I can't do it. Um, I don't know. I think 65 games makes sense. Maybe they drop it to 60. Yeah, maybe, but 65, I don't know. I kind of like 65 because then you have to play. And I think that's how the game should be played. Sorry to sound like an old man again, but <laughs> yeah, what and is I... with your NBA takes, man? I did not, <laughs> I did not ask you to join me for this. Like, what? No, but they need to bring back hand checking. <laughs> no, shut up. <laughs> no, I... but seriously though, like a guy isn't an MVP if he doesn't play like a certain amount of the season. I mean, at some point, it's just the rest of the team. Yeah. That, yeah, that that actually completely makes sense. <laughs> if the if the team wins 50 games and he plays in in 55, they probably that's, aren't That's not math. Yeah, it is. They don't play 100. He plays in 55 total games. Oh. But the team wins 50 games. Total. Okay. The, the team's you. going to have a good win record without him, too. Unless somehow he's the only reason that team wins. And then I could see an argument for, yeah, make the MVP MVP like a 
open conversation, but I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. I don't know. I just think you need to play in order to earn it. Um, I, I mean, I get it. People get hurt and people need to take some rest once in a while, but 65, like you're getting 17 games off. I think. Yeah. That's a lot of games. off. That's a lot of paid time off. <laughs> so I don't know. It makes sense to me. I think 65 is probably just about perfect. I don't, I don't think you go higher. I don't think you go lower. Okay, I'm interested to see how that conversation kind of plays out through the rest of this year, but yeah, it does feel like he's not going to get it because of this. I think he needs to play like almost every single game the rest of the season. Yeah, he's not going to hit that then. Um, It sounds like like they're concerned about his knee injury and that it's actually going to potentially affect some value maybe some value yeah just like in terms of his like value going forward throughout his career like is he going to be the same player oh yeah i think i mean he's missed 12 he's five more sixes are pretty good without him i'd say you gotta you gotta let him recover that knee because you do not want somebody's career getting ruined and then have him still not win MVP. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter. You got to you got to get to the playoffs and you got to win them. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, MVP is like the the fifth thing in importance in your career. Yeah, and if they really cared about the MVP, they should have just tried to win the in-season tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> do you want to jump over into our FAQs or were you about to say something no let's do it okay Um, so we got a couple here but I think a good one is what sport has the most passionate fan base and then in addition to that is what team it's got to be football and I mean, cheat code answer is like the Premier League people. Those people are absolute psychos. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, nobody. I mean, hockey, potentially hockey. Like no, real think, hockey fans are real fans. Yeah. And I think it's I, football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you nailed it on the head with uh, Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Those people are fucking crazy. Um, yeah, people then, love their soccer. I guess we can jump into you know the team, and let's not count the Premier League because I don't know shit about how passionate different fans are in the Premier League. I don't know. If they're that passionate, maybe we should stay away. <laughs> um. Kind of think the Lions are on the rise right now. We were talking just NFL. They're on the um, rise, but they're not number one. I don't think they're. I think the Packers are the Cowboys. What about you know the what? Bills? I'm gonna say it's the Packers. Oh, what? the Bills. Yeah, I think the Bills win. And you've been to New England before. We're all friggin' psychos. Yeah, man, I lived in Wisconsin for like six years, though. They win. <laughs> There's nothing else to do there. <laughs> well, all there is to do here is go to sports games. No, you got a whole ass ocean. Figure it out. <laughs> you guys have a whole ass lake. That's true. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Bills, absolutely. They, those guys go psycho in the winter, so... And I, I think one thing about like Detroit versus the Bills is the Bills have always sucked and they've always had a passionate fan base. Detroit is like getting good and now their fan base is going nuts, but I don't think it's always been this passionate. I think it with Detroit, it's always been passionate. It's just that they've been so, so, so bad for so long 
that like at some point I feel like as a fan base, you just have to like shut down. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Um, all right. Next question is if you could change one rule in any sport, what would it be and why? If I could change any rule, what would you say? You know that rule that they took out of baseball a few years ago? What, the shift? No. Or you can run into the catcher. Oh, yeah. You can, and if he drops the ball. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. That rule. <laughs> but <laughs> from an NFL perspective, I mean, I can change it whatever way I want. Yeah. I think so. Onside's kicks are fourth down from the 10-yard line. I would just go back to the onside kick as it was where you could get a running start. All right. Steal my thunder on the onside kick. But I, I think it'd be so sick if it was almost, you know, college football overtime-esque. Or, yeah, you do the college football overtime for an onside kick. It'd add probably a ton of time to the game, but it would be so cool. Yeah, you would just onside kick you score a touchdown, you just get time. the ball. You would onside kick every time. Well, if you score a touchdown, you get the ball. You don't actually score. Yeah, but imagine if you have a team that can just <laughs> score a touchdown 50% of the time. They're never going to punt or never kick it away. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Imagine seeing a team like get like three onside kicks or whatever it would be in a row. I feel like defense have... wouldn't, wouldn't even matter. Yeah, it doesn't right now, remember? Not until the postseason. <laughs> I've been saying this all along. <laughs> and um, you're wrong. No, you're it, wrong. It, it totally does, but up to a certain point. I don't think you win games. And, I, you know, depending on the weather, but I don't think you win as many games in the regular season as you do in the postseason. In the postseason, it feels like all the games come down to defense all the time. Well, that's just because we expect those teams to score points. I don't know. I don't like it when you prove me wrong. <laughs> I'm not supposed um, to agree with everything, right? Yeah, I thought we were supposed to agree with everything each other say. That's the whole <laughs> point. Um, all right, we got one more here. How has podcasting changed your perspective on the games? Definitely have to think about them more. Definitely have to... Uh... Definitely have to think about all the possible scenarios all the time and always stay up to date with what's going on in the league because you got to make sure you're not just rambling on about some shit you don't know about. Yeah, which you do all the time, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I usually just let you go. Uh, but, no, completely. And one thing that I struggle with is, like, names. So the names of different like offensive and defensive coordinators or, you know, backup right ends or, or shit like that. Like, even if I'm just watching highlights of these guys uh, after the fact, and I know that they had like a big play, I'll just like completely forget their name. And then I'm like, Hey, remember when that guy did that thing? Uh, and that's not very good podcasting. So definitely working on that as we figure it out. All right. Well, got anything else for the first What the Fuck Wednesday? No, I think we uh, we cover most of it. I mean, the only other news, I guess, is like golf. They had a $3, $3 billion investment. Um, and it's supposed to increase purses and whatever, but it seems like... Is LA, that... Huh? Is that Live or PGA? That's PGA, and it feels oh, like okay. yeah, it feels like Live is pretty much taking over now since they've taken John Rom, Tyrell Hatton, um, and I thought they whatever just happened to the merger. So that hasn't even become like official. It's like official that they are going to do something to merge, but the conditions of it have not been confirmed. So oh, there's yeah, PJ is fucked. Yeah, they're fucked. Um, they're going to have to start paying these guys salaries because that's 
why they're leaving. They're getting the guaranteed money, and it's a lot of it. So I think this investment's supposed to like help with, hey, you can earn this much now. And it's like, well, I could go earn more over there and not have to win. Yeah. That makes so, sense. It does take kind well, of... Thanks, thanks for does, sharing your golf knowledge. Yeah, and it does take kind of uh, some of the competitiveness out of it i think when like obviously these guys are super competitive still but when you're playing for money like if one shot is the difference between you know three hundred thousand dollars like i don't know it kind of it kind of brings some cool competitiveness to it so you're saying that they should make nfl salaries based off of if you win or not do you imagine that'd be crazy but no. Man. They should do that with like the XFL. Now that would be an or the idea. UFL. UFL, sorry. That would yeah, be crazy. United. Yeah, that would be crazy. That'd be cool to see though. Yeah. Look at me. UFL, I'm always here, always open. You know, if you guys want to talk about any ideas to make you actually successful this time. Well, I don't think that would work because we're talking about the difference between one guy and a team. You gotta neg the UFL. That's how you get it done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's everything. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in to first What the Fuck Wednesday. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we will be back on Friday. Won't really be a betting episode because there's no games this weekend. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about the All Star or the All Pros, Pro Bowl. Fuck. Um, but uh, I don't know if I really want to do that because they're not even playing real football. So yeah, we're we're probably just gonna cover some NFL news and whatever there is for news, and then um, then I think we can talk about maybe a little bit of NBA betting or anything like that so we'll figure it out yes we will but as always appreciate everybody for listening uh remember to follow the podcast uh rate the podcast if you're listening on spotify or apple or anything else uh and then you're you're over on the youtube uh please hit that like button subscribe and hit that bell so you get notified whenever we post podcasts thanks for listening